All right. Well, welcome to the What's in the Cup podcast, the first of the 2022-23 academic year. This is always an exciting time of the year, and it's fun to see all the students on campus, the enthusiasm and the excitement of uh, new students, new generally freshmen, but uh, lots of new students, and they're all here having a great time. So we want to welcome everybody, and uh, I'm Neil Weaver, and uh, always glad to be able to talk about the uh, great things happening at Georgia Southwestern State University. So I hope that we cover some things today that you're interested in, and and uh, we'll try to do this uh, several times every month so that we keep everybody up to date on what's happening on campus, some of the issues uh, here locally, some of the issues uh, in our state, and certainly across the country that all relate to higher education as we try to keep Georgia Southwestern moving in a positive direction. Uh, we always have some guests with us, and today we have two uh, really fun, uh, exciting guests, new, uh, both new to GSW, and uh, we're excited to not only welcome them to campus, but to hear about their experiences so far. Uh, we have Dr. Laura Gosa, the Assistant Professor in Nursing, and uh, Krista Faison, the Director for Residential and Campus Life. Welcome to both of you guys. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. You are, uh, you're, let's see, Krista, you've been here a couple months? Mm-hmm. I came June 20th. June 20th, okay. Yeah. And and uh, you've been here just since the, like a week before the semester? August 1st. Yeah, August mm-hmm. 1st. Very good. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you guys are experts now, so we're going to turn to you for all the answers. It's a lot of pressure. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to hearing about your experiences so far at the university, but welcome. Uh, we get started every uh, podcast with some information about student success and retention. That is our number one focus at the university. It, it uh, remains our number one focus, no matter what else is going on, but we want our students to be successful. And uh, one of the most important parts of being successful is actually getting enrolled and starting school. Uh, Our enrollment this year is really an interesting mix of uh, students. We have our our largest freshman class in the history of the university, over 480 uh, new freshmen starting. uh, And and that's very exciting, obviously. Um, But it also, uh, as you look across the entire population, we're our enrollment, total enrollment is going to be down probably about two and a half percent. So you have to start asking, well, if you have a great freshman class, what, what happened? Um, dual enrollment, our number of dual enrolled students is down. And that's exactly what the state government wanted. They put some parameters around dual enrollment. You, they limit the no, total number of hours you can take. And they said sophomores cannot do it. So they squeezed the population that could take classes, and uh, certainly that has had an impact. Um, And then we've also seen a very, very small junior class. Uh, The class that came in in 2020 that had to try to go to college with social distanced classrooms, um, hybrid teaching, uh, no student activities, no social life, that class, their retention rate was about 50%. So it was a smaller class to begin with because not as many wanted to go to college in the middle of a pandemic. And then only about half of them were successful. 
And, uh, you know, so now they're in their third year and it's just a smaller class than what we normally have. And so, um, and I would say the sophomore class is a little smaller than what we would normally expect. They were a small incoming class. Their retention rate was about 60%. So we went from 50 to 60% in one year. So that's a nice improvement. Uh, our average is probably around 65%. So we're moving back in the right direction. Uh, but generally speaking, enrollment is a mix of all those things. And, um, and while graduate enrollment skyrocketed during the pandemic, uh, we've certainly seen that level off and maybe even take a take a little bit of a dip. But that's to be expected as people go back to work and yeah. and things pick back up. They're they're not going to be able to do that. But we're about 80 percent undergraduate students, 20 percent grad. And, uh, and and so it's it's been interesting and uh, we've got to keep our eye on that. There's a lot of national discussion about is testing uh, you know, the ACT, SAT tests, are those important, valuable, helpful? Uh, somebody's going to do a study, uh, I guess, on that, and it'll be interesting to find out. Uh, housing occupancy rebounded. Krista, this is an area that uh, you're uh, intimately involved with, our housing uh, occupancy and, and making sure students are not only in housing, but having a good experience. Yeah. Uh, we're back up, uh, last I heard, somewhere around 80 to 85% mm -hmm. uh, yep. of student occupancy. Yep. So that's a real positive. Last year, I think we were down in the 71, yeah. 72%. Yep. And uh, we know that that is important. But we're hearing some stories all across the country of some really ridiculous numbers of students that can't get in housing. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's been tough. And even this year, we were waitlisted at one point. So Yeah. You know, the, the, the combination of high rents mm -hmm. and uh, more students wanting to experience uh, social uh, yes. interaction yes uh, has they really, want it they're yeah. tired of the social distancing they, <laughs> they want are. it and so uh we're we're not in you know we didn't have to rent out hotel rooms but no. we're certainly hearing stories of that uh at a variety of different places across the country so uh, one of these days maybe you'll get that experience right and, <laughs> and you'll be able to tell us how that works it doesn't seem like it would be a great thing but uh i keep trying to decide if i would rather live in a hotel room or in a residence hall room. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I, I was there one at one point at my last school, and it was because of a hurricane. Oh, yeah. And uh, all the hotel students wanted to come back. Did they? They were begging to come back because you just don't get the same engagement. Yeah. And you're not there for the late night events. You're trying to catch the shuttle back. So. Yeah. Yeah. But do you get maid service every day? You know, they get they got the continental breakfast, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone was turning their beds over for them. But, you know, we could, we could see about it in the contract, <laughs> the deal we make. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, that might be worth it. Yeah. That might be worth it. All right. Well, anyway, we're, we're glad, you know, a lot of these things, you know, that, so if housing occupancy is up, then food service uh, contracts are up and uh, we're seeing... Uh, a lot of positives around uh, student uh, enrollment. As I mentioned, retention moved back in the right direction, around 60% for those uh, for those sophomores that came back after their freshman year. And uh, we so so we have a, a large freshman class. If we can get that retention rate back up into the high 60%, uh, that will that will certainly lead to the kind of enrollment growth that we want. If we can stack a few of these good classes together. But uh, one of the things that we uh, think we're doing right to help drive that is new degree programs. And uh, uh, Laura, you've got 
uh, you're in nursing. And so are, are you teaching any of the new associate degree nurses or are you doing the at the upper end of the scale? Well, currently I am in the bachelor's degree okay. and master's degree program. Okay. Okay. Um, our ASN students, actually their first ASN courses will start this summer. Okay. So I'm real excited about it because as you all are aware, Georgia is in such a shortage of nurses. And so I think that will you mentioned retention and mm -hmm. numbers. I mean, that will certainly increase numbers. The ASM program, they can get in, get their nursing degree, and then come back and get a BSN degree online. So it will certainly feed into the other programs as well. Yeah. So we're excited about it. Um, we do foresee um, a lot of good numbers coming from the ASM program. Yeah, it's hard to tell right now because they're just kind of mixed in with all the freshmen. Yes, uh, that, um, they are. But, I, you know, I think once they decide, because in reality, um, your ASN students, they're going to get right away out the gate more hands-on, skill-driven. Yeah. Um, of course, when they come back to get their BSN, they get more of that leadership theory component. Um, so, but I do believe that the numbers are going to um, be really nice for the yeah. ASM program. That's good. Mm -hmm. We're excited to be able to add that one. And, and, mm -hmm. uh, we, we know that that's needed. Yes. Uh, the hospitals and, and Magnolia Manor are telling us and, and begging us to, uh, not just have these programs, but to, uh, find ways to work with us to get those students in their in their facilities mm -hmm. before they graduate and, and hopefully to have that relationship and uh, make them uh, employees eventually. That's right. kind of the goal. Getting them to hopefully stay in the community. Um, you know, I know a lot of younger generation, they want to get out and travel, but we always encourage them, you know, you need at least a good two to three year start in somewhere local where you can get some good experience and then, um, and then you can branch from there. But, but yeah, we're really excited about the ASM program. Yeah, I, I, we are too. And, mm -hmm. and I think, think it's going well. And I, I certainly ex excited that the, the College of Nursing and Health Sciences is willing to take on these challenges and, and figure out how to make it work. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we, we just were approved uh, this past month for the new executive MBA program in the College of Business and Computing. And so we're excited about opening that door to uh, to MBA education for uh, really for a variety of people but mostly what I'm excited about is people that didn't get their undergraduate degree in business can get into this program and uh, not have to take all of the prerequisites and and courses that uh, are required to get into the regular MBA and uh, this was something that I did uh, my undergraduate degree was in speech communications and um, you know when you after about four or five years, if you've kind of been identified as a manager, somebody who's got potential, um, understanding HR, accounting, budgets you know, becomes really important. Mm -hmm. But you didn't get those courses necessarily as an undergraduate. But uh, taking two or three semesters of prerequisites doesn't sound very appealing either. So. Big barrier mm -hmm. to people deciding to do it too. That's, that's mm -hmm. right. And uh, so if you're a company and you've identified somebody as, a, a, you know, as, as we know here in Southwest Georgia, getting somebody 
to come here is one thing. Right. Getting somebody that says, I want to stay here. That's another thing. It's a thing. whole nother thing. Right. And if you think they want to stay here and you can see them with potential, mm-hmm. getting them access to a program that can help them with their skills and, and move into that next layer of, of professionalism is really important. And so mm-hmm. the, these local businesses are telling us, we don't want to send these people to Georgia or Georgia Tech. Um, we may never get them back. Right. And so we want a place local that can prepare them for what we want them to do and uh, somebody that's in our community and that we can support. So uh, that's going to be a great program for us as well. And I think they're uh, expecting to start their first uh, cohort in January. So that will be really nice. So we got some things happening and and that's always a real positives. We we dropped, uh, this is one of my least favorite things to ever talk about, but we did drop about uh, 80 students this year for non-payment uh, and non-attendance. I still don't understand the students that sign up and then don't show up. Yeah. They sign up, they come to storm day and then never show up. Uh, that's odd to me, but I'm always frustrated by, I think we dropped like 44 for non-payment and uh, that's, I'm sure that's frustrating for them as well as it is for us. Uh, and I, I know our, we have a group of folks that work really hard to, to find the resources to help as many as we can. Mm-hmm. And I think we did help a lot uh, this year. Um, the list, the first list I heard about was... We had about 800 to 800. start. And then we worked on scaling it down. Got and, all the way down to mm-hmm. 80. Wow. And uh, some of those were no-shows. So yeah. uh, it's impressive, that work. Uh, but it's it's heartbreaking when you got somebody that really wants to do it. Right. And... Um, in, in many cases, they show up. It's just the just, payment. Just can't make The good it. thing about healthcare right now, nurses, a lot of areas are paying for them. Yeah. And they have programs to where, you know, and sometimes it's a matter of them just learning about that program. Sometimes they are, they're unaware. Yeah. Um, but right now, I mean, they have loan forgiveness. They have so much money allocated. They will send you to school yeah. because they want them. You know they want them to come back and work for them so yeah. it is good on the on the healthcare yeah. side yeah. um for for those students it is challenge can be challenging for you know other students in other programs yeah. so. it certainly mm-hmm. is and you just you just never know and uh, and gay and her stories. team yeah i mean they were amazing like some of the teacher waivers that weren't applied like yeah. the nurses that's how we kind of scaled it down i mean the stuff they know about access to money and grants and Mm-hmm. I really gay and her team. They, I do. I go knock on the doors and walk them over to Kane Central, and then yeah. they take care of the rest. <laughs> yes, you know? yes. Listen, true. I love teaching the University One Thousand course because we have an opportunity to see some of those freshman students that are interested in nurses, right? And you know, just their excitement, and um, you know, I keep it fun for them and. I think that's important because they are transitioning from high school to college and you want to make a positive impact and make them want to want to be here, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so. Well, Kristen, that brings up, you know, a big part of what, you know, certainly for your first two months here, uh, that transition from high school student to college student is, is uh, it falls in your area. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Thunder Camp. Yeah. orientation welcome week mm-hmm. uh, we, we go pretty we go pretty all out to mm-hmm. try to help them find their way and yeah. 
So talk about those programs and, and not only what they're for, but what you saw here at GSW in your first go round. Yeah, I mean, it, it was exciting. We've had the biggest Thunder Camp, which we were worried about. We had almost 150 um, freshmen, which is about 30% of the freshman class, which I think is great because we got to off the bat spend three days of just fun and, um, you know, conversations with their peers at um, Camp John Hope about an hour away. So, you know, you can definitely see when you're walking around campus, I was talking earlier about being at the pods, they're spending time with each other. Mm -hmm. So they've already made their friends. I think it took away a little bit of the nervousness coming in. It is the first extended orientation camp I've been a part of and I'm sold. Yeah. I told Dr. Bourne off the bat, this is amazing. Don't ever take it away, which it's her baby, so she won't. Um, and then, you know, welcome week is really about two and a half weeks for my team. But the whole goal, you know, I was talking to the freshman class. I gave them several goals, but one of them, one of them was try to only go home once a month, right? There needs to be a healthy level of seeing family and then a healthy level of staying and hanging with friends. And the second one was find at least one club or organization to join mm -hmm. um, because we have to teach our students and prepare our students, right? We're talking about nurses. How do you work with somebody when you go work at a hospital and how do you communicate and how do you lean into conflict? And so I'm really passionate about that. And I think all of those programs have been super successful with the increase in enrollment. Mm -hmm. It's just been such a joy to see the students walking down Hello Walk, which right. is one of my favorite things about GSW because I'm that. constantly saying yes. hello. <laughs> Um, and cheering their chant that they learned at Thunder Camp. You would think that's high schoolish, right? But they still want it. It's, I mean, they were literally singing their chant together, five of them. So oh, I funny. think it's, yeah, it's just rewarding. I think, I think that helps develop their soft skills too, because in high school, if they, you know, I think they're so in tune with their technology, going to camp, being around other people, teamwork, communication, um, all of those skills are necessary. The, I call them soft skills, but I also call them skills that pay bills because exactly. you can be the most educated person, but if you don't have that soft, the soft skills, it's mm -hmm. hard. And camps like that help them. Yeah. They're already nervous and anxious about coming to college, and that gives them an opportunity to work with others and absolutely make friends. And and you know, you're talking about University 1000. They have mm -hmm. an upperclassman mentor in it, and yes. so. We're talking about 80% of their time as a student, not in a book and not in a classroom with a faculty member, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have to work together, staff and faculty, to make sure you're teaching Uni 1000 and we got a storm spotter and you're making it fun for them. Mm -hmm. uh, learning doesn't have to be boring and it right. doesn't have to happen in a classroom at a desk either. So, yeah, I think it's been really amazing. I would say Hello Walk is still my favorite tradition. Yeah. Second is Goal Force Thursday. And so I'm really trying to ingrain it in the students too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah. It, I, 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 Goal Force Thursday is a really interesting thing because you don't generally wear gold. No. Just no. on a regular day. No. I mean, nobody just, hey, I'm going to wear that gold shirt today. It's, so when you, when you see somebody wearing a gold shirt, you know they kind of did it on purpose. Correct. Mm -hmm. And uh, it sends a, a really good message as far yeah. as I'm concerned that, you know, they thought about the university and they thought about being part of something yeah. mm -hmm. and they are participating. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a good sign when somebody's willing to participate and, and be involved. So uh, I agree. It's a, it's a neat little tradition and uh, we appreciate athletics for kind of making it a part of mm -hmm. what we do and and uh, certainly it shows support for our athletic teams but uh, it just shows a connection to the
campus community and pride, mm-hmm. pride. you know right. like i was walking um to the pods for fried chicken wednesday also amazing tradition and uh one of my student leaders who works in student engagement had on a black shirt and i was like vaughn where's your gold and he's <laughs> like what are you talking about like he hadn't heard of gold force thursday so just trying to instill some of that pride and connection. I think everybody knows Vaughn. He's in my Oh, do you? He's amazing. He's amazing. He's very, very good. He's, he's very a freshman. Good student. He's, he's the leader. I, I had them go around on the campus last week to take pictures of what has impacted them <laughs> at GSW. And they had to put it in PowerPoint as a group and come back and talk about it the yeah. next time we met and they had the they had the best time doing that i had all kinds of pictures you know <laughs> i was like where's that at like which building is that in you know so yeah, yeah. it's very educational too mm-hmm. so that's good that's good you probably should share that powerpoint with all of us so we can find <laughs> yeah. out some of these places yeah because yeah. uh, uh, i as, lately i have seen a few places that i i didn't know existed and uh, <laughs> sometimes it's not always good but uh sometimes it's great <laughs> But, you know, Bob knows sometimes there's some secret places that we try to keep hidden. But uh, anyway, so, you know, but the freshman class this year seems to be really excited and engaged. Uh, They're so engaged. are really well attended and Mm -hmm. there's an energy level around them that, and I, I, you know, we we credit, I guess, all the freshmen, but it's not all freshmen, but it just feels like they add a real yeah energy spark uh, mm-hmm. yeah and so it's been it's been fun and i know obviously you're you got to be excited about seeing events with people and yeah and, uh, that i mean we generates... just yeah uh, the mphc students hosted an event last night we had over 150 students show up yeah i mean that's yeah. amazing that is yeah, amazing mm-hmm. so we've talked about students coming to gsw what about faculty coming to gsw this is your first semester uh you have a pretty big class of new fresh or new i guess new faculty freshman faculty um that you came in with so what what's it been like for you it has been an amazing experience i um i have worked at another university and just the onboarding process from day one of my first interview all the way to all the events for new faculty has been amazing. I felt, I mean, if I know you have mentioned this, but it truly does feel like home. And, you know, I came to school to get my bachelor's and my master's from here in nursing, so it is like coming home. But um, I've just had a really good experience. I mean, the everybody is just warm, welcoming, um, all the activities around it great group of faculty and nursing all over the campus but yeah. you know that's where i'm housed and yeah. so it's like family and so that's good yeah we'd like to hear that yeah. because getting people on board right and uh, having them have a good experience connecting to the university is as important as for for faculty and staff as it is for students because uh, high turnover rates on the faculty and staff side does not lead to uh, a very good university culture or climate and so you want right. you want people that want to be here and want to stick around and and invest right uh, in in what we're trying to build and so that's good Krista you haven't left after two months so I'm assuming <laughs> you're here I'm here uh, yeah. yeah no it's you know it's funny you ask because America's Georgia was never on a map of places to work I mean I moved from Wilmington North Carolina I left the beach but um I will tell you, I think America's Georgia and Georgia Southwestern in particular is just a little gem. 
mm-hmm. you don't know until you find it. Right. And I, when I was trying to decide to come here and my husband was trying to decide to come here, one of my uh, mentors and supervisors said, don't let fear control your decision. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, I walked out of her office and I called Dr. Bourne and I said, I'm coming. And I haven't looked back. I mean, it, it is like a family. It's like you're working on campus with all your cousins. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, all the students, you know, you, you feel like you're teaching them and you feel responsible for them. And I think mm-hmm. that that's the, the uniqueness of Georgia Southwestern. It reminds me a lot of my undergrad in North Carolina. It was quaint. It was diverse. The faculty and staff cared about you. They knew your name. You exactly. were in a 600 person class lecture and I think people overlook us small schools but now that I'm back here in a small school environment there's nothing like it and Mm -hmm. you know I'm not running away I'm on the Georgia Southwestern train all right (laughs) so we're good good. good. well we we have some we do have some things coming up over the next uh I'd say month or so um that should help Mm -hmm. with some of this um, soccer season kicks off tonight. We're actually recording this on Thursday and, uh, we've got the, the under the lights soccer game tonight. The men's team plays at home. We have the, uh, street party, uh, tailgate event, and then fireworks after the game. I'm expecting there to be lots of fireworks during the game. I, I certainly expect we're going to score a whole bunch of goals and we're going to have a great time. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun tonight and then we have a family weekend and homecoming coming up the week of september 19th through the 24th mm-hmm. so i'm sure that there's lots of exciting things around that that is, you're, yeah. you'll be, tell us all about and then the day of giving coming up september 22nd uh, last year we raised a hundred thousand dollars on the day of giving and uh, all the a, a lot of the restaurants in town uh pr- provide a portion of the proceeds from that day to the university. And so uh, lots of people out uh, wearing their gold and, and eating in the restaurants and, and doing all kinds of things to help and support. And uh, so that's uh, a lot of fun. We got the Greek rush uh, coming up at the beginning of September. Um, and so just a lot. September is going to be it's big. pretty big busy. month. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to keep teaching classes though. Yes, you know, that's okay. I'm sorry we can't get you out of that. But, uh, Just check in on the students in Uni 1000. Make sure they're, yes. let us know if they're not coming to class. They're having too much fun. That's right. It's, uh, there's a lot of fun uh, things happening. And that's, you know, we, and, and, you know, to be honest, we intentionally do that. We want mm-hmm. these students uh, to, to get off to a good start, uh, to be excited about their institution, to have some pride uh, in who they are and what they, what they do. We don't have a football team. So, um, you know, I've always thought one of the advantages to having a football team was sometime in the first two or three weeks of the school year, your students put their school colors on and they cheer for their team. And, Mm -hmm. and uh, we don't, we didn't have that, but our, our soccer team that's under the lights, I think, you know, when you're, if you get out there tonight, you're just going to see that kind of enthusiasm for who we are. Um, and now we still love football and we all still watch, you know, football, but this gives us a chance to be GSW. And, and we're undefeated. Absolutely. We are, we undefeated. are undefeated. That's right. You know, awesome. We have a perfect football season. That's right. That is yeah, awesome. Since, yeah, since about 1906, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we did play for a couple of years. Okay. But, uh, uh, but it's been a while. So anyway, there's, there's a lot going on on campus and that's, uh, that's always uh, an exciting part of, of the 
fall semester to get off to a good start. Uh, we've also got some things going on across the state that are interesting. Um, maybe not for everybody, but for me, they're interesting. September 9th, we have the investiture of Chancellor Sonny Perdue, our new uh, system chancellor. And this is one of uh, several investitures that uh, are going on across the state. It was at Georgia College last week for the investiture there. Coming up, we have Georgia State, Kennesaw State, Georgia Highlands, and East Georgia. Uh, so they all have new presidents this year, and, and uh, I get to wear my regalia and, and uh, go sit and uh, listen to them uh, talk about their journey to being the president and what they want to accomplish at their university. And so that's a lot of fun. Uh, inside the system right now, we have uh, Clayton State, uh, Columbus State, uh, are both, uh, and North Georgia. Are, are So three institutions that I can think of right now are, are looking for new presidents. So there'll be, uh, there'll be three new uh, investitures next year sometime. Uh, so that's, that's happening. Uh, and then, of course, uh, just just the other day, yesterday, I guess, uh, President Biden announced the uh, student loan cancellation policy uh, from from the White House. And um, this one is really an interesting conversation going across uh, higher education. Uh, I, it's obviously it's going to get challenged in court. So we're probably a year or two away from it actually becoming real one way or the other. But uh, still a very interesting debate about who's eligible, uh, how much, uh, when can they get it? You know, I, I find, you know, it's a one-time event. So if you're, if you're a freshman mm -hmm. and you don't have $10,000 of debt yet and you graduate in three, four years from now, you won't get this 10000 so it's really only for the people who have already graduated. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, where's the fairness in that? Is, is, it, is it to incentivize going to school or is it, you know, what's, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, what the goal is, right? If we want to incentivize people going to college, then we've missed, right? Because this is for the people that have already finished. We got to think long-term, right? Like right. I'm one of the beneficiaries of the forgiveness. So I'm like, hey, 20,000, that sounds real nice, uh -huh. right? I was a Pell Grant student, you know, but what happens when my son goes to college? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, I think I wish our education system, we could say the same for teachers too, right? In the school system, K-12, yep. we've got to look at our system. And it's easy to say we're not in the legislators and I never want to be in politics. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean... Obviously, I'm a beneficiary of it if it comes to fruition, but I'm also questioning like, and then what? Yeah. You know, and these students that we were talking about at the beginning, who we dropped, who mm -hmm. are struggling financially, who are on their own or coming out of the, yeah. the system um, because they were, you know, in group homes or their their family's low income and their first gen. How do we talk to them in four years about this or how do we keep them? You know, we're dropping students because they can't afford high rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and we're not we're not addressing the core issue which is how much should college cost and how much should the United States as a country, as invest. a people, as a culture, how much do we invest yeah. in people going to college? Mm -hmm. We could lower the cost for everybody if we took federal dollars and gave it to universities to run their operations, but 
uh, but that's not the, so it's, it's it's very you know the, the debate is fascinating and there's uh, I, I was reading you know a ton of responses last night uh, and it, it runs the gamut yes. right from mm -hmm. people who think it's the worst thing they've ever heard of to people that are really excited to people who think they didn't go far enough that they mm -hmm. should be wiping out all student debt uh, so it's um, really 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 uh, interesting and then the, of course the debate comes around higher education how much should it cost and why did why does the cost go up and mm -hmm. and uh, if we give them more money well then they'll just raise the cost more and you know so uh, very very interesting obviously we have this debate um, every year around the budget <laughs> time <laughs> when yeah. the legislature and the system tell us that the tuition will be this or fees can go up or down or they can't you can't have them or whatever the case might be and uh, so it's it's uh, really interesting i've been uh I'm, I'm not sure where i come down on this i don't whole either deal. Um, yeah this is you know, tough yeah i have a you know my like i have a daughter-in-law who it's going to be great for her but uh you know i i've been paying uh for my son to go to vet school well gosh i wish i would have known <laughs> i could have mm -hmm not paid $10,000 of this. And, uh, you know, if, if I would have known it was going to get wiped out. So yeah, it's a really interesting, uh, dynamic this puts in our society and culture. And I guess it just fits right in with everything else we're trying to deal with, uh, as a country. But anyway, that's, that's certainly going on. Um, so tell me, tell me what, Laura, tell me what you have thought about our You've been at other institutions now. You've been here for a little while. You get in the classroom. What do you think about our students? What do you think about the students that you're dealing with uh, every day in the classroom? It is certainly different than where I originally have been. Um, the students are excited. They want to learn. I gave my first test Monday. Uh oh and i was very impressed with the grades um you know i coming from another institution i didn't always have really good grades on that first test because nursing in general is just different yeah. as far as test taking and so um i was very impressed by that i think all this and i i'm teaching from very first nursing semester all the way up to graduate program yeah and so um the students love it here um, from what i am seeing they're wanting to come here and i don't i know you're aware you guys may not be but um georgia southwestern was just voted top nursing school in the state of georgia yeah. and so that made me really excited yeah. i'm like wow yeah you know that's that's a big thing and so um you know that just shows that we truly care about our students and we want them to succeed i want my students to learn and be successful as a nurse i certainly do not want to lay in a hospital bed and um you know have somebody standing over me and go thank oh you no you're not going to take care of me <laughs> no, 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 yes. <laughs> so obviously you know we invest in our students for sure we all do yeah. um have you, ever, have you ever met a faculty member who wanted their students to fail? I wouldn't say they wanted them to fail. I don't know that they were, uh, not here. Um, <laughs> I, I, no, here it's, it's, 
like I said, it's you can see the the true desire. They have a passion for teaching, you know, and that's that's important. You have to have that passion for what you do to you know inspire these students to really want to be good yeah. nurses and to care for others and. You know, I tell them all the time, I hear students, especially my first year students or my first semester students, oh, I'm going to get out making this amount of money. And I'm like, don't look at it like that. Yes, there's money to be made in nursing more than it ever was when I became one, you know, so, but you have to truly have a heart for caring for others and and being a servant for others and, and, I mean, taking care of them. Um, If you don't, you burn out. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think here... That's what we have over there. I mean, everybody enjoys what they do, but I will say I have encountered it myself as a student. I'm thinking, does she Sometimes want me to pass like this class? Or it feels yeah, like that. yeah. And, and Krista, that's my point was the you know we we hear from students you know mm-hmm. oh this person's trying to fail us all this you know this is but you know, generally speaking yeah the faculty members they love to teach yeah they love their subject. Right. And they want the students to learn mm-hmm. and to and to enjoy the subject as much as they do. Mm-hmm. And if students go into the class with that attitude, yeah. you know, this person's here to help me. Mm-hmm. They're not here to flunk me. Right. You can flunk. Yes, you can. But it's not that the faculty doesn't start out saying, okay, everybody's got an F. You have to, you know, earn your earn way it. up. You know, yeah. everybody starts with the expectation you're right. going to do well. And, and you, I think in, in the first semester of nursing school, some students do think, oh my gosh, they're out to get us because our tests are set up to think critically. Yeah. It's not a memorization, you know, in anatomy and nothing, you know, though you, I could memorize things and be ready for my tests. But in nursing, you got to be able to think on your feet. If you're in an emergency situation, you got to know what to do what right to do, then. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the tests are set up differently, but two, we do it in the very beginning so that by the time they graduate they are prepared to take those state boards and we have that pass rate Um, and so you know the perception of the student is you know sometimes how they perceive that oh my goodness the tests are hard or they're difficult or um, you know I think they probably think that in the beginning but (laughs) and some students they want to be a nurse and then they get here and realize no i don't want to be a nurse yeah. right and so i think our narrative is important too mm-hmm. you can care for others and be a servant mm-hmm. and not be a nurse and right. so you know i take big um responsibility in sitting down with those students and saying okay nursing's not for you what are we going to do i mean I went to college to be a physician's assistant mm-hmm. i picked the college because they were one of the best physician assistant school in the world north carolina not the world I uh, took my first major bios class in the fall of my freshman year and went, oh crap, (laughs) Um, and quickly changed my major. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's okay to change, right? We have to help them develop that self-authorship. Exactly. The conversations with mom and dad or caretakers of I'm not doing nursing and it's okay. Right, absolutely. You know, and then... And then steering them or helping them to navigate what other areas do you think you would be interested right. in? You know, and, and connecting them with that particular area yeah. is important. So. Yeah. 
I think what would be fun is like a wellness day on campus where we have our new nurses students take Ooh. blood pressures and stuff. Yeah. So I'm over wellness. Let's talk. get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you have to go to Flory Chapel and uh, we'll, we'll do all, we'll put you on a treadmill and then get your heart rate <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, there you go. Hey, I, I did cardiac rehab, so that's what I did all the time. That would yeah. be fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. well, we'll make sure we book him first thing in the morning. Uh, uh, I want to get on a treadmill. That's what I want to do. Well, we, uh, we're excited, uh, as I said at the beginning, we're excited to have uh, you all here. We're, we're, I'm glad that your uh, first impressions of the university are so positive and that you bring such great energy and enthusiasm to the campus. And, and uh, I know that you're going to be uh, a really big part of the success of the students and uh and the success uh, therefore of the university and so we're uh, we're glad you chose gsw and we're excited uh, to have you a part of what we're doing here and uh, i want to thank everybody for for listening i want to remind you to get out uh, get on campus go to events um faculty staff students uh, being a part of a college community uh, a university campus community is a special thing and all the things that happen here are unique. Um, when you go to work for George Power or Phoebe Hospital, they don't have a soccer team. Mm-mm. They don't have concerts uh, in the you know on the in the Jackson Hall. Uh, they don't have speakers and organizations to join in. That do that here. You get and, one shot. And uh, if you're a faculty and staff member, take advantage of it. Bring your kids, bring your family, uh, enjoy the, the uniqueness of a college campus. That's why I like to work here. Uh, what we do is unique and special and it doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. We still, we think of ourselves as a business in some respects, but we are very, very different than most environments. Mm-hmm. So uh, enjoy these things. September's gonna be a lot of fun, uh, be a part and uh, let it become a part of you. And I promise you'll have a good time. So uh, enjoy. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another uh, What's in the Cup podcast. And we'll see you out on campus. <laughs>